This is episode 40 of the Soul of Sensitivity podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holden, the resident intuitive healer and witch at SensitivityUncensored.com. Each new and full moon, I bring you the voices of sensitive, empathic, and creative pioneers starting conversations to lift up the voices of sensitive souls who have a piece of the solution to help all of us evolve out of the limiting patriarchal structures that bind us and start to create a new world that values us all. This is the Soul of Sensitivity. Hi everyone, happy full moon. I recognize that this podcast is a few hours late for getting it out on the morning of the new moon and I have a lot of excuses now that I'm going to share with you about why that's happening. If you are in the Seattle area or you have heard about the storms that hit us, we had more snow than our area is prepared to have over the last couple weeks. And in that time, we had school closures and power outages and cars getting stuck. And it was quite a mess. And I know that some of you in the other parts of the the world that have a lot of snow and have cities that are prepared to handle snow um, might be laughing at us a little bit. Um, We had a hard time. So basically, my son was out of school then. Um, His care was... Um, gone for about four days. Um, and so I had to stay home, um, which was, you know, great. I got to stay home with him, but basically all of my work got pushed and then our power went out. And so my work just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. So it, it created a little bit of what felt like chaos. It just, you know, created a little bit of, um, uncertainty. And so the, the, and the podcast interview that I had scheduled for this time, we couldn't make happen because I had no power. So I apologize for being a couple hours late. And this podcast today, this episode today is just going to be me uh, talking about a few things. So it's going to be a little shorter. It's a little bit of a filler episode. I have a lot more guests coming up. um, But I had to, like I said, I had to push them. So thanks for bearing with me. Even if you weren't in this area, I'm curious if you noticed the bit of chaotic energy that was happening between the last new moon and let's see the new moon being on February 4th and then this full moon here on the 19th. Everyone that I spoke to, um, and you know, and this could be just a matter of, you know, attracting people who are kind of like me, but there was a lot of chaos, even for people who weren't in this area, just feeling like, wow, I set an intention and then it just, everything kind of fell apart. It reminds me of when I've been knitting and, you know, all of a sudden you lose the wrong stitch and the whole thing just unravels. You know, when I was a beginner, like that would happen be like, I don't even know. (laughs) I don't even know what I did. That's, to me, how the last couple of weeks have felt. And so, you know, even though that I'm, you know, maybe I'm shoveling out my neighbor or I'm doing something um, for myself, there's just this feeling of, you know, being in a liminal time, like things are not quite um, laying out in, in time the way that I understand them to and goals and intentions that I had set just... Um, got lost or kind of unraveled. So, you know, you can always email me or um, start a conversation within the refuge about how this time has been for you. 
But today we've already experienced a full moon in Virgo. The full moon happened just before 8 a.m. at Pacific Standard Time. And Virgo is an earth sign. You know, so Virgo is, um, it, it's, it's, a, it's about like the details, you know, it's about organizing, decluttering, um, uh, like getting things in place. And so when we have a full moon, you know, full moon is, is kind of like the harvest time for what we planted during the new moon. And um, it, the full moon acts a bit like a spotlight in onto whatever sign that it's in. And so the sign, the spotlight now is in this Virgo. And, and it's a really ripe time for decluttering noticing of this harvest of the intention that you set intentions or seeds that you planted during the new moon um what needs to go what has not worked or what is in the way of you realizing that intention right i think that might even be a more potent question so for me really what was in the way was it the things that happened or was it the way that i responded to the things that happened? What could I clear out of my life? What could I organize better in order to receive a more fruitful harvest, perhaps? So this is a really great time to ritualize a decluttering, to ritualize. um, And when I say ritualize, I just mean make sacred. Like in the in honor of the full moon, make it actually like schedule some time around decluttering, not as like a thing you do on a Saturday afternoon and like, oh, okay, I finally got that done. But, you know, take some time. This is sacred, sacred work. You know, as we clear out our things, as we reorganize our schedules, those are sacred things because what fills those places that we declutter is energy, and what energy do we want to come in and fill, right? So that's, you know, part of the reason that I think the KonMari method of decluttering has been so, is so effective and has been so popular is that we realize when we get rid of things that aren't serving us, we create space, not just in our homes, but in our psyches, right? And um, so this is a really potent time to declutter and to reorganize those things that have been in your way. So even before I sat down to look at this energy of this new moon, and it's a super moon, I believe, so it's really close to the earth. So a lot of these things are kind of heightened. I'm noticing that it's difficult to sleep because the moon is so bright. (laughs) My son is noticing that as well. Others that I've talked to have had a difficult time sleeping. Um, So uh, yeah, when, when the moon is this close and this full, this is a really, really great time to um, sit down and make sacred a little bit of cleaning. And let me pick up the last thought that I left hanging. Even before I was sitting down with the energy to look at the energy of this full moon, I was thinking, wow, my schedule has really not been working for me. The things that I actually consider to be priorities are nowhere on my schedule. Like it's not, I'm not organized, my schedule is not reflecting the internal values that I have. And it's kind of interesting too, because we don't think of it this way, but sometimes our outward appearances, so whether that's our personal appearance, the clothes we wear, or even just our schedules, how we show up places, those can, you know, when we shift those things, those can actually have an 
internal effect, right? So I know that the first time I, you know, conmarried my home, I felt an internal shift. So, you know, other things that you can look at doing too are changing the external environment in order to give you that shift that you've been looking for. So just a few ideas for you um, if you're still under the light of this full moon and you want to have some sort of ritual for yourself. Before I forget, I want to thank my newest Patreon supporter. I want to thank Jackie and Melissa for making their pledges. It means so much to me when you support this work that I do, uh, and pledging on Patreon is a really great way to support this work. Other ways you can support the work is by reading, reviewing the podcast, and sharing it with your friends. I want to take a minute to talk about some changes that I've made to how I'm using Patreon. And this is something that I alluded to in um, the New Moon podcast that I recorded before the New Moon. And it was really brilliant because as the New Moon came, all of a sudden I was like, that's what it is. The idea just fully came to me. So I'm going to try, I'm trying something new with Patreon. And I don't know if it's going to work. But here I'd like to walk you through my thought process. So I've tried a few things in the past to provide resources that are accessible to everyone and have a way to fund them, right? Because if I do everything for free, then I don't make any money and that doesn't really work. And so so this the work's not sustainable, right? And so there's there needs to be a balance between how um, b- between having free resources and having those free resources supported by people who are using them. So th- I've realized that there are kind of two main uh, sections to the work that I do. One are, is the work that I do that I assign value to, right? So those are my one-on-one sessions, my packages, and my school courses, And because capitalism dictates that I have to set value, I have to decide what the value of those things are. And I often assign value based on, well, what are my needs? What, how much money do my needs cost? I mean, that's really the math that I'm doing. And then, okay, let me sell my, my, um, my goods and services at that value right? So that's one section of my work. That is is what essentially keeps my doors open. And that by its very nature means it's not accessible to everyone. And I understand that. And so the other section of my business then is the free work that I do. And so the free work, the free resources that I offer are this podcast, uh, my blog, and currently my membership group, The Refuge for Sacred Rebellion. This year, my membership group is free and I'm trying this out. I don't know that it's always going to be free, but I'm giving it a go. I'm giving it a try. Let's see what we can do. Now, Patreon has been really helpful in supporting this podcast. But here's the thing that has started to bother me about Patreon. Patreon invites you to create tiers so that when you make a donation, you make a donation at a certain tier and then you are rewarded um, for each tier. And so what's suggested is this very capitalistic um, structure that the more you donate, the more you get, right? It makes sense. That's kind of, you know, what we've been taught about how markets work and things like that. Um, But what I don't like about that then is that it also says 
the more you know, the more you give, the more you get, and those who can't give can't get. But that doesn't mean that they need the resources any less. And so what I've chosen to do is say, look, all of the things that I was giving to my patrons, I am now putting for free in the refuge. So anything that was included in like one of the reward tiers is something that will be offered in the refuge for free. The tiers then basically become uh, just suggested tiers for monthly donation. If you like and, and utilize the free resources that I put out, I would love it <laughs> if you wanted to or could support the work financially. And here's where the community piece comes in. This work is free. This work is, it's my free time and it's free resources and I want this work to be accessible. And my hope is that by creating a community, a community of the refuge, the, the refuge is a place where podcast listeners, highly sensitive people, people interested in intuition and magic can come and hang out and receive free resources. And that as a community, we start to take care of each other, meaning that those who can give, give. Those who can support the work now, support the work now. And those who can't support the work now, support it when they can. So that when you're supporting, you know that it's not just you throwing down $2 and getting an extra reward for the month. It's you putting down $2 a month and that money supports everyone who needs these resources. And so my idea is that we can take Patreon from from being more of this kind of capitalistic model to being a community-oriented model, where when you donate to this work, you know that you are supporting others who may not be able to donate right now. And here's the thing I've noticed. You know, we're told in this, in our capitalistic models, we're told that people who don't, you know, pay for things like this are just lazy. I have, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I have yet to meet a lazy, highly sensitive person. And I, I don't actually know if laziness exists. Every person that I've met who accesses this work almost always wants to donate. And if they can, they will. All right. So know that there are highly sensitive people who may not be in a position to donate yet. And you um, who can donate are also supporting their ability to grow as a highly sensitive person, to come into their power, and to bring more highly sensitive magic into the world. So this this experiment is to see, can we take care of each other and also provide enough resources in the back end for me to continue to create more of these programs? more of these programs, more of these things. Okay, so that's my model. That's what I'm going for. I've created a new video on Patreon that explains basically what I've said here. Um, but this is an experiment. We're going to see how it works. All right, so we're going to go through the year together and see how it works. So speaking of what Patreon gets you, the Patreon gets you, um, well, <laughs> the Patreon 
provides donation. That's what Patreon does. The Refuge, which you can join for free. Oops, sorry, there's a little <laughs> bell if you heard that. Um, but the um, Refuge, if you join that, which is free, you are able to access uh, weekly video check-ins that you can either be a part of live or you can watch the recording and chime in via chat. You have a community of, it's almost 100 people strong now, of highly sensitive people who want, who feel, excuse me, feel vulnerable and want a place to share about their lives. Um, We're hosted on the Mighty Networks platform, so there's a little bit of a learning curve, but overall, I find it to be a lot less busy than something like Facebook. Currently, besides the weekly check-ins and the membership stuff um, in the refuge, I am offering a free course called Intuition Lives. It's a mini course, and it's starting next Monday, February 25th. All right, this is going to be um, kind of an online course that's offered through the refuge. So you have to be a member of the refuge. And we're going to dive into the intuition that lives inside of you. I thoroughly believe that if you are highly sensitive, you are wired for intuition. Your body, like be, having a highly sensitive body, is like saying, All right, my channels are open. <laughs> So it's not so much a matter of turning on your intuition, it's a matter of learning how to trust it, learning how to access it um, consciously, learning how to um, underst- learning how to understand how it works for you. So in this course, we're going to be starting with what intuition is and what it's not. And, and we're going to talk about the spiritual mechanics of intuition. There's a lot of misinformation about, you know, what intuition does. Like there's this idea that if you follow your intuition, then, you know, all of your doors open up and life is like, you know, cherry orchards and glitter. Um, you know, if that's your fantasy. Um, but it, it's not necessarily that intuition doesn't make everything easy. It just makes everything more real. And that comes with the light and the dark. So we're going to talk about different ways that you can access your intuition, different channels that intuition comes through, do a bit of an assessment about which your strongest channels are, and then we're going to learn lots of what I call intuitive games, games to play to strengthen your intuition. You know, I watch my two-year-old right now, and he's learning so much, and you know how he learns? through games. And because we were never really taught to trust our intuition, we're going to go back into that preschool kindergarten time, and we're going to trust it that way. Now, if you've taken my spiritual hygiene course, if you've taken courses for me, this is going to be different. So we're not just um, using the same tools there. So if you um, are kind of like, okay, well, I've taken courses from Anna, so I know everything that she's going to talk about. I have some tricks up my sleeve. Okay, Um, and my work is evolving this year, and you're going to notice that um, as the year progresses, there are some new things being added, and this is a big year of stripping away that what is not really working and um, pulling in more resources. So join the Refuge for Sacred Rebellion, if you can, donate on Patreon, and have fun with us in this Intuition Lives course. Now, in terms of this podcast today, the question was, well, what do I talk about? (laughs) I've been a little discombobulated for a few weeks and, uh, well, for, for over a week and didn't quite know 
what to talk about. So I pulled a card. I said, I need some help. I need all my allies to come in here and I need to know what to talk about. What do people need to hear? And I'm using this, um, the Illuminated Earth Oracle deck by Claire Mack. Um, and I pulled the card Destruction, which I just think is so poignant for today. Um, so let me talk about that. So, you know, it's it's really interesting because I use the term destruction a lot in the advanced classes that I teach. And I teach energy workers how to um, create and destroy energy, which really means how to transform it, right? So we often think of destruction as like this really, we think of it as something that is damaging, right? You know, when something is destroyed, it's damaged. But the natural world destroys things all the time. You know, Mother Nature, like that's what fall is. She's like, and destroy, (laughs) right? Let's destroy everything so that we can rest and then make something new in the spring. And so, you know, we're just talking about the Virgo full moon and how this is a time for decluttering and getting rid of what is not working. So really, this is a time for destruction, So let's talk a little bit about high sensitivity and the concept of destruction. So highly sensitive people and empaths in general, we tend to be fixers. I want to fix it. I want to heal it. If I just do this, if I offer a little more, if I put my needs on the back burner all the time, maybe for several years, maybe a few more years, (laughs) then maybe I will be able to fix this. We're fixers. And there is value in knowing how to fix things. My oven's broken right now. And we have a weird downdraft oven. And we could pay $3,000 for a really, really low-rated oven. That's like our choice. Or we could fix the one we have. So there is value in trying to fix things sometimes, right? There's also value in knowing how and when to destroy, And when I'm talking about destruction, I'd like you to envision how Mother Earth destroys things, okay? Because I just want you to recognize that that destruction is a natural process. And if you think about destruction from this way, a natural process, so think about a plant, you know, dying in the fall, what is that plant actually doing? It's not like, poof, it's gone it's transforming. And so I say often in my classes that destruction is the first step to transformation. So it's when we take something and we say, you know what, I could sit around and fix this, but fuck it, I'm out. Or, or like, fuck it, let's see if I get rid of this, if I create space, that I'll get some new creative energy right? Have you ever just, um, I work from home a lot of the time. And sometimes I find that working from home is distracting because I get distracted in my own office with all the cool things I have in here. And so sometimes I'll go to a, um, like a coffee shop and I'll be much more productive. And I know that sounds weird comparing that to destruction, but really what I'm doing is transforming my environment. So I'm saying I'm done. I'm tired trying to fix my creative problem in this space. So I'm just going to create something new. So in order to do that, I have to leave the space and come into a new space, right? So 
the art of destruction is something that we all, we all need to learn, but especially highly sensitive people need to learn. And so something that I'll just implore you to think about um, this today and as this as this moon starts to wane now is what needs to be destroyed? What structures do I have in place that aren't working for me? What uh, organizational uh, pieces in my life are not serving me? What physically in my home is feeling limiting now? What can I destroy and transform in order to make room for something new? Yeah, and we can do this with our physical spaces. That's what Virgo is really kind of asking us to do. We can also do this with our belief systems. What beliefs do I have that aren't working for me anymore? What thought patterns do I have? What stories are mine that are not working anymore? What of these need to be destroyed in order to make room for something else to come in. Destruction can be really helpful when we are stuck trying to solve a problem because what happens when, if we get stuck trying to solve a problem from our mind, our mind is not a good place to solve problems from. We can talk about this more at another time, but our, our, and really our thoughts, the lower part of our mind. If we just get stuck in like a, a thought spiral, We need to find a way to destroy that thought spiral because nothing new comes into our thoughts. Things come into our higher mind. They come in through inspiration. And you know what's required for that? Space. So ways that we can destroy thought patterns are through meditation, through physical exercise that turns our mind off, through sleep and dream work. Um, But so destruction can be kind of it can be kind of a, a, a larger, more catastrophic event, and it can also be a shift, a very conscious shift into I'm done with this, I'm moving into that. So yeah, during this full moon time, <laughs> consider what needs to be destroyed. If you're interested in these cards, they are just so freaking gorgeous, Claire Max cards. Um, I'm going to carry, I'm carrying them now in my shop. I have them in a little bag. I picked them up from Claire. I'm so excited. I just have to enter them into my inventory and they're going to show up in my boutique either later today or tomorrow. So if you want to see pictures and images of these beautiful cards, check out my Instagram at sensitivity, uh, underscore uncensored, um, or Claire Mac. She's at Claire Mac, I think. I think she's at Claire Mac. I'll put that in the show notes um, to see images of the cards and check in in a couple of days in my boutique. You'll see images of the cards um, and you can purchase them from me. You can also purchase them from Claire, but I want I just wanted to carry them because I love them so much. This card deck calls to me. It talks to me. The art is so potent on these cards that it speaks. So if you are interested in check, you know, if you have wanted to get an Oracle deck or need a new Oracle deck, I really recommend this one by Claire and I'm going to be carrying it in my boutique. 
Other things that are in my boutique are old courses for sale, a few resources, and please check out my belonging self-massage oil. I have a few jars left. It's a wonderful oil to put all over your skin and love yourself home. And honestly, I mean, if you guys don't want it, I'm just going to keep using it. It has been saving my skin this winter. And the practice of self-massage with loving kindness towards yourself is such a potent practice for really being in your body. So I invite you to check out that oil as well. And... um I think I'm going to finish right there. Again, shorter episode this week. Thanks for bearing with me. Please join the Refuge for Sacred Rebellion. Enjoy this full moon. Have some sacred time organizing and consider what needs to be destroyed. We'll talk to you on the new moon, my dears. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to the show. All of the show notes, links, and references can be found at www.sensitivityuncensored.com. If you'd like to read more about high sensitivity or intuition, sign up for my mailing list, book an intuitive reading with me, or learn about my membership or school, please visit my website at www.sensitivityuncensored.com.